Welcome everyone to our brand new show called Business Talk. I could not be more excited to welcome you all to our first official show together. My name is David Shoup. I'm gonna be your fearless leader through our journey together of entrepreneurship and all that it entails. This is the show for the world of the entrepreneur. Whether you aspire to own your own business or already do, you may be looking for help, for resources on how to do this either A, at all, or B, just plain better. And that's what we're gonna be doing together. Entrepreneurs are really a different breed. And I say that with all due respect. It takes a special kind of person with a special calling to be able to forsake the safe and comfortable and proceed into the unknown, especially when you're doing it for the first time. Well, I think we should start with a bit of an introduction into what we're gonna be talking about together. This show is all about the entrepreneurial way of life, plain and simple. We are gonna be talking about small business ownership and all that it entails. What works when running your small business? What doesn't work? How to start a business? How to bring in partners? Fund your venture? Solicit investors? What kind of contracts do you need to protect yourself and your business in the day-to-day things that you're going to be doing? And so much more. I'm also going to be bringing in a whole host of experts as guests to the show that will share with you their expertise in regards to your business. Things like CPAs, financial advisors, business coaches, insurance brokers, and a whole host of different kinds of attorneys related to small business ownership that will all be here to help you run and operate your small business more successfully and more profitably. Before I continue any further, I think it's time I introduce myself to you and who I am. Like I said before, my name is David Shoup. I am a corporate and business attorney licensed in the state of California. I own and operate two law firms with my wife, Andrea Shoup, here in Southern California. They're both based out of Murrieta. One is called Shoup Legal. It's an estate planning law firm where we help you plan today for peace of mind tomorrow. And the second is called the Veterans Business Law Group, where we serve the veteran and patriotic entrepreneur with all of their small business legal needs with strength and honor. Before we continue, I want to let you know about something. I want to hear from you. If you have a business legal question that you would like answered, send me an email. You can shoot me an email at info at bztalk.net. Let's face it. You've got legal questions pertaining to your small business, and I want to answer them for you. Give me your questions at info at bztalk.net. That's info at bztalk.net. I'd also like to share with you why I created this show in the first place. I believe that the life of the entrepreneur is truly a special calling. We need all the support we can get because let's face it, a large part of the economy of this country and what it's built on is built on the backs of the small business owner. Consider this my token of appreciation and way of teaming up together with you in your journey as an entrepreneur. And let's face it, I wish I had something like this when I started my own businesses. So during each show together, we're going to talk business so I can help you build successful, profitable small businesses. Guys, I'm basically going to be giving you what I wished I had as a growing entrepreneur myself, the kinds of answers to questions that I get day in and day out as an attorney. I'll be sharing with you my successes, my failures, and those that I know and have worked with. Ultimately, I want you to succeed, so let's talk business. Today, we have a lot in store for you. Today's gonna be all about how to plan for your own new business. 
basically how to get this thing off the ground from the very beginning. We're going to cover what to do first when you start your business. You need to test your business idea. The second thing we're going to talk about are the basics of writing a business plan. And then an introduction to how to figure out how to fund your business, pick a business location, select your business entity, and strategize your hiring plan. So you ready to get started? I know that I am. Let's do it. So you have a business idea, something that you're ready to launch into a brand new business. You've dreamed about this moment for years maybe, and you're finally ready to start your own company. Well, hold your horses. <laughs> we need to test it and conduct some market research first. The first thing that I want you to do is really focus on this concept that nothing is worse than launching a business on an idea that hasn't been properly tested. Market research will tell you if there's an opportunity to turn your idea into a successful business. It's a way to gather information about potential customers and businesses already operating in your area. Use this information to find the competitive advantage for your business. Testing your business idea is key to seeing if it's even a viable business model in the first place. So definitely don't rush into launching a product without careful consideration and planning. If it fails, it could just be a huge waste of critical resources. So you'll want to make sure that you build a prototype and create a market plan that can help you determine whether or not your idea has potential. So the first thing to do is really just sit back and contemplate your idea. Wait a week or so after contemplating it for the first time to see if it really sticks. Basically, you don't want to rush into anything. Take your time and process your idea over a period of time. A week should be at least the minimum. This will help protect you from impulsivity that can come from just plain old excitement over your new idea. I know, I know, once you got your idea, you really want to just dive right in. But trust me, take some time and focus and really refine this, okay? The second thing you're going to want to do is build a minimum viable product, or MVP. An MVP is the simplest form of your idea that you can actually sell as a product. Now, if you're selling services, you'll need to really just summarize your service um, in its simplest form. If you're selling a good or a product, obviously you can make the MVP. Um, so you'll need to customize this um, based on your specific business model and what you're going to be doing. Okay. Now, the third thing, and most importantly, is to run it by a group of critics. Now, you don't want just a bunch of yes people people that are just going to, oh, that's great, that's wonderful, uh, you know, wouldn't change it at all, no thanks. What you want is first to develop your prototype or test service, okay, and once it's ready, present it to a couple or group of target customers. You can test your product idea with family members and friends, sure, but try to focus on people that are in your ideal market and most importantly, will give you that honest feedback you need. This is so essential. Cannot understate the importance of this one critical step. The fourth step then is to tweak it to suit your test market. And number five, create a test website with social media tie-ins, of course. The feedback you get from this process should help you determine whether or not this is truly a viable business idea and whether or not this is something you want to launch even in the first place. So next, we're going to talk about an absolutely essential step. Now that we've covered how to really 
research your business plan, your business model, and really test it and figure out whether or not it's something you should even do in the first place, we're going to go on to something very, very important, and that's your business plan. I'm going to show you the different components that you need to write one. Basically, I'm breaking this down into a series of sections, and I'm going to give it to you right now. The first section, you can consider your business's executive summary. In this section, briefly tell the reader what your company is and why it will be successful. Include your mission statement, your product or service, and basic information about your company's leadership team, employees, and location. You should also include financial information and high-level growth plans if you plan to ask for financing. The next section should summarize a description of your company. Use your company description to provide detailed information about your company. Go into detail about the problems you solve. Be specific and list out the consumers, organization, or businesses your company plans to serve. Explain the competitive advantages that will make your business a success. Are there experts on your team? Have you found the perfect location for your store? Your company description is the place to boast about your strengths. So that's the second section. The third section of your business plan should include a market analysis. You'll need a good understanding of your industry outlook and target market. Competitive research will show you about other businesses, what they're doing, and what their strengths are. In your market research, look for trends and themes. What do successful competitors do? Why does it work? Can you do it better? Now is the time to answer these questions. Your next section should include a summary of your business's organization and management. Tell your reader how your company will be structured and who is going to run it. Also, make sure you describe the legal structure of your business. State whether you have or intend to incorporate your business as a C or an S corporation, form or general or limited partnership, or if you're a sole proprietor or limited liability company. Use an organizational chart to lay out who's in charge of what in your company. Show how each person's unique experience will contribute to the success of your venture. Consider including resumes of key members of your team as well. Okay, so that's the fourth. Now we're moving on to the fifth section. This will be about your business's services and product lines. What you wanna do here is describe what you sell or the services you offer. Explain how it benefits your customers and what the product life cycle looks like. Share your plans for intellectual property, like copywriting or patent filings. If you're doing research and developing your service or product, explain it in detail. Basically, what you want to do here is break down what you're going to be doing and exactly how you're going to be doing it. The next section of your business plan is going to focus on market strategy and the sales techniques you intend on using. There's no simple way to approach a market strategy. Your strategy should evolve and change to fit your unique needs. Marketing is very unique. It's very nuanced, and you need to make sure that you spend a ton of time planning this well in advance. Your goal in this section is to describe how you're going to attract and retain customers, clients, or patients. You'll also describe how a sale will actually happen. You'll refer to this section later when you make financial projections, so make sure to thoroughly describe your complete marketing and sales strategies. Here are some basic marketing strategies to consider. So there's a more virtual-based approach, such as social media, Google, PPC, and email-based marketing. And then there's mass marketing, where you could do seminars, workshops, educational events, that kind of thing. 
Basically, when you teach people things, they're going to be more inclined to do business with you. So this is an approach that you can use as well. Now, there's another focus of marketing that's basically just boots on the ground, just good old-fashioned getting to know people so they'll refer you business. A referral is most likely to close rather than a cold lead. So focusing on referral-based marketing can be very advantageous for your business, but it does take a long time to get it going. Okay, and then a fourth approach for marketing would be like physical marketing, like mailers, magazines, newspaper ads, you know, things like that, just to name a few. So whatever you anticipate using, make sure to include it in the section of your business plan. Okay, and you'll also want to make sure you include your sales projections and conversion ratios you anticipate having once you start meeting with your prospects or selling to your customers. This is going to be critical when it comes time for your financial production section of your business plan. The seventh section of your business plan is going to be all about whether or not you're going to make funding requests from others. If you're asking for funding, this is where you'll outline your funding requirements. Your goal is to clearly explain how much funding you're going to need over the next five years and what you'll use it for. Specify whether you want debt or equity, the terms you like applied, and the length of time your request will cover. Give a detailed description of how you're going to use the funds. Specify if you need funds to buy equipment, materials, pay salaries, cover specific bills until revenue increases. Always include a description of your future strategic financial plans, like paying off debt or selling your business. The next section of your business plan will include the financial projections of your business. This could be one of the most important components of your business, and here's why. Because you're going to want to supplement your funding request with these kinds of projections. Your goal is to convince the reader that your business is stable and will be a financial success. If your business is already established, include income statements, balance sheets, and cash flow statements for the last three to five years. If you have other collateral you could put against a loan, make sure to list it now. And provide a prospective financial outlook for the next five years. Include forecasted income statements, balance sheets, and cash flow statements, and capital expenditures. For the first year, be even more specific and use quarterly or even monthly projections. Make sure to clearly explain your projections and match them to your funding requests. This is a great place to use graphs and charts to tell the financial story of your business. So there's um, a basic component, if you will, of business planning called a SKU or a stock keeping unit. This, what this means is you're going to be explaining uh, a basic service that you provide, how much costs, and how much revenue you anticipate receiving from it. This will determine financial projections and profit projections. Okay, so this will help you really shape your business in the future uh, based on what you anticipate receiving per service. Okay, so really spend some time, break this down, and this is the time to do it. Right. So the last section of your business plan is going to be an appendix and a place to reference key terms and other aspects of your business that will be helpful to the reader. Use your appendix to provide supporting documents or other materials where especially referenced. Common items to include are credit histories, resumes, product pictures, letters of reference, licenses, permits, patents, etc. Right. So hopefully you can see just how important this task is. And while you may think a lot of it is guesswork, and admittedly a lot of it is at the very beginning, you can continue to refine your educated guesses as your business continues. 
It's not uncommon at all to refine your business plan several times over the first year after your business launches. So, so far we've discussed testing your business model with a minimum viable product and also the details of a good business plan. Our next topic is all about how to fund your business. Listen, no business can succeed without a certain amount of capital to get started. But how you go about it and how you do it is where you have options. Consider the following when making your funding decisions. The first option is to engage in something called self-funding, otherwise known as bootstrapping. Self-funding allows you to leverage your own financial resources to support your business. Self-funding can come in the form of turning to family and friends for capital, using your savings accounts, or even tapping into your 401k. If you don't want to do self-funding, or this isn't exclusively the method you want to use, you could also solicit investors, uh, venture capitalists, if you will. Investors can give you funding to start your business in the form of venture capital investments. Venture capital is normally offered in exchange for an ownership interest and active role in the company. The next option is really about crowdfunding. Crowdfunding raises funds for a business from a large number of people called crowdfunders. Crowdfunders aren't technically investors, though, because they don't receive a share of ownership in the business and don't expect a financial return on their money. So instead, crowdfunders typically get a gift from the company as thanks for their contribution. Often that gift is the product you plan on selling or, you know, special perks, meeting the business owner, getting their name in the credits, that kind of thing. This makes crowdfunding a popular option for people who want to produce creative works like a documentary or a physical product like a high-tech cooler, for example. A final option is a good old-fashioned business loan. If you want to retain complete control of your business but don't have enough funds to start, consider a small business loan. There are a number of loan products available, though, so make sure that you consult with a qualified business loan expert before doing this. Okay, That can really advise you regarding the different products that are available, the strengths and weaknesses, pros and cons, that kind of thing. Now, guys, this is just about an inch deep into the topic of business funding. We're actually going to have a whole show on this topic in the future, so stay tuned. But hopefully it gives you an idea on how to proceed and some options to consider. Our next topic to plan for when getting ready to start your business is its location. Just like business funding, you have a number of options to consider. And the first is the most traditional, and that's the brick-and-mortar location. Now, your business location determines the taxes, zoning laws, and regulations your business will be subject to. You'll need to make a strategic decision regarding about which state, city, or neighborhood you choose to start your business in. You can also, of course, buy a commercial property, or commercial suite, if you will. But unless you have really good funding and a significant need for a long-term space, probably not ready for this quite yet in the very beginning. Your next option is a little less risky, and that is entering into a commercial lease. You can either enter into a more long-term lease if you'd like to lock in a good rate, for example, or aim for a shorter-term lease like an executive suite, for example, that is more likely to be uh, going on a month-to-month arrangement. If a brick-and-mortar space isn't your preference, you may be able to operate your new business online or virtually. Ever since COVID, businesses have been turning to the virtual space now more than ever. Your overhead will be lower, and you can basically run your business from anywhere. But, again, this has strengths and weaknesses, pros and cons, of course, right? If you need to meet with a customer, where are you going to meet with them? You know, that kind of thing. But finally, many new startups can simply operate their business at home. This is kind of a hybrid, a mixture between the brick and mortar and the online. 
approach. This again lowers your overhead and even may provide you with some tax deductions and tax planning options. But the disadvantage here is just like the virtual space. You may need to meet with clients or have employees uh, with a certain space. So where is that going to be? You know what I mean? But make sure you carefully plan where your business will be not only in the very beginning, but as it grows. It should be a huge part of your business plan and account for your business's location several years into the future. Another crucial topic when getting ready to start a business is what business entity will you choose to operate from? This is something that as a business attorney myself, I get asked very regularly, what entity form is right for me? Which one should I go with? You know, that kind of thing. Well, it really depends on a number of factors, which we are going to cover another day, but let's dive into some of the basics of what is available for you now. The legal structure you choose for your business will impact your business registration requirements, how much you pay in taxes, and your personal liability as well. So you don't want to take this lightly or for granted. There are four general options for you to choose from, each with their own strengths and weaknesses. The first is the sole proprietorship, definitely the easiest, simplest, and cheapest. This means that any income you earn will be reported in your personal name and basically means you are operating as the business itself, meaning that the business isn't an official entity. It isn't registered with a state and doesn't exist beyond you. The benefits here is that, you know, like I said, it's just easy and quick to start. The drawbacks, though, are significant. It offers no liability protection whatsoever. And this is the biggest reason why most business owners want to get away from the sole proprietorship as quickly as possible. The next entity you want to consider is a limited liability company, or LLC. This entity is very flexible and is widely used for numerous different purposes and different business models. However, it is more complex than the sole proprietorship but it does offer limited liability protection to the owners, which is preferable in just about every case. So I've set up a number of LLCs for growing businesses, and it's amazing what you can do with this thing. It can be used for real estate investment, partnerships, or simply online-based businesses, although some business owners are restricted from using it legally, so you'll want to be careful and consult with an expert before you just form one. The next entity you'll want to consider is the corporation, the corporation is the most complex entity of the bunch, but offers numerous tax advantages and also limited liability protection for shareholders as well. So there are some significant advantages to using the corporation. A lot of times, the additional complexity is worth it because of the benefits. The final primary entity to consider is that of the partnership. Now, there's not just one partnership entity. There are lots of different kinds of partnerships, from the general partnership to the limited liability partnership, and each one of them is unique and distinct. So you'll want to make sure if you're going into business with someone else, you need to talk with a specialist and carefully review each of the partnership entities to determine if any of them will be right for you, as they all have, like I said before, their strengths and weaknesses. So in summary, we've got four main general types of business entities available to you when you're starting your business. The sole proprietorship, LLC, corporation, and the partnership. Each one should be carefully considered before starting your business, right? We don't want to wait until after our company is launched to think about this. You've got to think about it ahead of time. So our last topic of the day will be that of the hiring plan. This one should be one of your basic written components that you plan for from the very beginning. Whenever you are starting your own small business, 
you'll want to make sure you plan for your first employee, again, from the very beginning. You're going to be looking at who you're going to be hiring and when. What position will you hire for? What is the basic compensation you will offer them? What will they be doing? What kind of job descriptions will you be preparing for them? How can you best utilize them? This will help you make really good decisions regarding your future employees so that you are prepared for them and know when you're gonna be starting to post your job ads. This may seem a little just, just abnormal or a little crazy to start from the very beginning when you, when you haven't even received your first customer yet to start planning for your employees, but trust me, this is what you're gonna to wanna to do. Six months from now, I'm hiring this person. 12 months from now, I'm hiring this person, etc. And here's what they're going to be doing. Here's their job descriptions. Here's what I can plan for. This will help you plan your revenue and how you are going to spend your revenue when you receive it. Okay, so if you include this in your financial projections from the very beginning, this is going to significantly help your business. Okay, so guys, in our first show together, we have covered a ton of ground. To review, we've discussed what you need to do before you even start your business. You need to test your business idea, right? Remember to really dive into your business before you've even tested the concept of it is a serious mistake. And if you do it, you'll know what I'm talking about because after the fact, you will have really just, it could just be delaying your business and how the profitability is gonna grow, okay? So make sure you test your business idea first. And then we talked at length about the business plan. This is the roadmap of your company. This is everything. Uh, from, from the very beginning, you need to have a plan for what your business is going to look like, what it's going to be operated like, who you're going to be hiring, your financial projections, what services you're going to be offering, the costs and expenses involved with your business, and all the rest, right? So it really... I can, I can't understate this enough. You need to have a written down business plan that you should review with uh, ideally uh, an advisor that you have or something along those lines so that you can really see where you can be improving, okay? So make sure you write your business plan, take some time, really go through this together. And guys, it's even more important if you're gonna be doing a partnership. If you're gonna be doing a partnership with somebody else, this business plan is so essential. <laughs> it really cannot be something you forego. And then we talked about how to fund your business. All right, there's a number of options available to you, available to you from the uh, bootstrapping, the self-funding, to the uh, getting loans and investors and crowdfunding and all this kind of stuff. There's a lot of different options for you. <clears throat> So you'll want to make sure that you take some time and really figure out how you're going to bring the necessary capital in your business to get started. Because every business has startup costs and something you need to plan for. Then we talked about your business location, okay? And then your business entity, how to go about selecting that and how finally to strategize your hiring plan. So do you have a question about starting your own business or any of the content we discussed today? Reach out to me via email at info at bztalk.com. Net. That's info at bztalk.net. Now, on our next show, we're going to continue on this topic of the new business startup with a host of crucial topics like how to name your business and, more importantly, how to protect your business name. We're going to talk about how to register your new business, how to get federal and state tax ID numbers, 
apply for licenses and permits, and the process considerations when opening a new bank account. Well, I hope this has been helpful for you all. And don't forget, email me your business questions about today's show or just in general at info at dztalk.net. Take care, stay safe, and all my entrepreneurs out there, good luck building each of your empires. Take care.